0: Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. Our second reading comes from Paul's letter to the Galatians. The circumstance there was this it was Paul who evangelized Galatia, which is modern day Turkey, and it was Paul who brought these pagans into Christ. After Paul left Galatia, Judaizers from Jerusalem came. The Judaizers are Jewish folks who became Christian, who had accepted Christ. But they held on to the law and they were instructing the Galatians that they also had to follow the law of Moses and had to be circumcised. Paul is writing to them to say, the law will not save you. It is belief in Christ that saves you. Circumcision means nothing. He's trying to bring them back to center on the cross of Christ as being at the heart of the gospel. That first reading, which is an explosion of joy for Jerusalem, it's from the 66th chapter of Isaiah, right toward the end of third Isaiah. This is after the Babylonian captivity, after 50 years. The Jews have been released by Persia, Cyrus the king, to go back to Jerusalem. And they're celebrating the great joy of the holy city and how blessed they are to enjoy that gift and that grace. And in the gospel, Jesus, in Luke's gospel, is telling his disciples after their first experience of ministry to rejoice because their names are written in heaven, not because of the fruits of their ministry. But as that gospel pericope begins, pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his harvest. Most of the time in my life, I've heard that interpreted as vocations to the priesthood and religious life. But the radical fundamental meaning of that text is here we are. We are the laborers that the harvest master sends in to the harvest. We who know Jesus Christ are commissioned by virtue of our baptism to proclaim that the kingdom of God is at hand for you. We are the laborers that God has called into loving service. In the end, it seems to me these readings are about two key things. Summarized, these two key things are freedom and peace. Freedom and peace. And the freedom is twofold. Freedom from and freedom for. Because we know Christ, we are free from anything that distracts us from the light that is Christ. He is the beacon that centers and vectors our lives. No other distractions. The Galatians were pulled into those distractions from the Judaizers. We are free from that. We are free to focus on the light that is Christ. And we are free from a need to judge others. That was an important component of Jesus' teaching. Do not judge. Do not judge. Do not judge. It's like the polar opposite of everything else that he taught. Do not judge. Our freedom in Christ frees us from that, that we bless our brothers and sisters to God's gracious goodness and respect their conscience. We are also, by the grace of this Christ of God, freed from self-absorption, freed from narcissism, freed from megalomania, freed from making ourselves the center of the universe. We are free in Jesus Christ for others. There's always a vector to the other with grace of God. We're free to be of loving service to our brothers and sisters. And we are free of hopelessness and despair. That's an incredible gift that comes with faith in Jesus Christ. We're free from having a a life that doesn't seem to be moored or anchored. We're freed from no future. We know what our future is. Christ has revealed it to us. I asked a priest friend of mine on one occasion. He's a brilliant scholar. I said to him, do you ever wonder about the afterlife? Do you ever wonder about that? And he said, I do not. I do not. He said, I accept what Jesus told us. I go to prepare a place for you, period. We're freed from hopelessness and despair. We're also freed from the arrogance and ignorance. We know Jesus Christ. We know his teaching. We're freed to be able to receive the wisdom of the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. The best light to live our life by. As Leah Iacocca used to say, if you can buy a better car, or if you can find a better car, buy it. You find a more wise way to live, do it. Can't do it. The wisdom of God is in Jesus Christ. We're freed from grasping and hoarding. We're freed from that. We're freed from the need to possess and accumulate. What we have is Jesus Christ. What we need is Jesus Christ. We're freed also from self-righteousness. That was the one group that Jesus was totally unsuccessful with, the self-righteous Pharisees of El Shammai. He couldn't lay a glove on them. When they saw themselves as the source of their own holiness, as the source of their own goodness, by conformity to the law, There's no room for God. There's no room for the humility that comes with the awe of being loved by God through Jesus Christ. We're freed from that. We're not just freed from those things. We're freed for so many other great riches. We are freed for the love of God poured out for us in Jesus Christ. God has lavishly loved us, loved us with a forever love. We're free to receive that, to accept that. From time to time in my life as a priest, I've encountered folks who think that they're beyond forgiveness. That's a very idolatrous thought, that my own petty sinfulness could ever be greater than the mighty love of God. So what Jesus gave us, to be free to, to just swim in the love of the Lord. We're freed for joy, the joy of belonging to Jesus Christ, a pervasive joy, always present. I look at it as a river running under our lives. It's always there, the joy that God has given us in Jesus. On the cross, Jesus was not happy, but he was joyful. It's about a relationship with the Lord. Your life has meaning. It is shot through with value and meaning and direction because of the joy of belonging to Jesus Christ. We're free to proclaim the kingdom of God by our lives. Folks who encounter us encounter people who know they have a future, who know that they have a place of belonging in God's forever love. We're freed for that. And we witness to the coming of the kingdom of God. We're free to have the spirit prompt us to receive forgiveness, the gift of God, the forgiveness of God. Jesus tendered the mercy of God by his very person. We're also free to receive the Spirit to forgive others, as Jesus has forgiven us. This freedom is a radical freedom for the future that God has in store for us, whatever that may be. We are also free to welcome all creation as neighbor. I blame the medieval philosophers for that division of the world into spirit and matter, body and soul, and that that arrogance that looks somehow at human beings as the pinnacle of creation. Whereas if you listen to the scriptures, all creation is changed because of the resurrection of Christ. All creation will be given over to the Father at the end time. There is nothing that is not neighbor to us, not just human beings. We're free to reverence all creation as neighbor. We're free to live with a grateful heart, no matter what takes place. We're free to live with a grateful heart I remember well a number of years ago here at St. Patrick's on a call to one of the hospice centers. I spent some time with a a decorated officer from the armed services, the US armed services, who was very close to death. And I asked him, I said, is there any fear there? And he said, no, no. He said, I am anxious to enter in to the new adventure in the risen Christ. I thought, wow, what a wonderful way to go to God. I am anxious to enter in to the new adventure in the risen Christ. That's the freedom that we have, radically free from all that distracts from the kingdom of God. And I think more than anything else, we are free with every breath that we draw to choose to be a woman, a man, a child of the Beatitudes. We have that power by the grace of God that with every breath we can choose to live as a disciple of Jesus Christ, reverence our neighbor, honor one another, witness to the caring love of our gracious God. And this freedom, this great gift of freedom, if I could only thank Jesus for one thing, it would be for establishing us in freedom. This great freedom brings with it an extraordinary gift of peace. One of my favorite prayers in the whole Mass is that prayer right before we give each other a sign of peace. I invite you to listen carefully to that prayer when we come to it. It's Jesus, my peace I leave you. My peace is my farewell gift to you. What an extraordinary grace that is to receive the gift of peace. Peace is not the absence of conflict. It's not the absence of pain. Peace is the gift of the risen Christ to us. Peace is the grace of being at home in God's forever love. Peace is the experience of wholeness and integrity that comes from belonging to Christ. Peace is being in that right relationship with God and with one another. Peace means that we live from a profound trust in Jesus. Jesus said to his his apostles, trust in God and trust in me. The peace that Jesus gives us allows us to trust in the words of the Lord and to trust in the grace of his own Holy Spirit within us, prompting us to give praise to God to give thanksgiving to God and to live in a loving relationship with our neighbor. Thank you for listening to me this morning. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission.